What's up, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Jack of All Trades. I am your host, Jacqueline Renee, aka GPS Jack, Jackie Two Necklaces, Trap Eye Jacks if you know me like that. All right, guys, we're back for the Love After Lockup slash Life After Lockup season finale review. It was a good one, y'all. So let's not waste any time and get right into it. All right, though, we're in business. Yes, ready to get to the foolery. They say the the little foolery I see for this last episode. <laughs> yes, they did. I mean, months worth of material. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, this is, but they could have just made the season shorter, you know? Yep. Oh, that's so petty. Right. It was like, I don't know how many weeks you guys had contracted or what, or if certain couples coming into the mix made you feel like you have more content that you could start to stretch it out, but right. Yeah. We could have wrapped this up sooner. Yeah. Like how many weeks has it been like this season? <sighs> well, so this was okay. Oof, what's the name of a child? I have no idea. So this is season three. When did it See- start? January. Did we start in January? Um, we no. started in January, yes, but Life After Lockup was already happening. Right, that's what I meant. The C, okay. So, three months <laughs> we've been doing this? Yeah, right, yeah. almost. No, they could have did, because Life After Lockup wasn't ever this long. No, it was not in the past. Right. Um, it was like maybe a quick eight <laughs> episodes. I right if that so total season three episodes 34 episodes so this was season three episode 34 life death or prison okay so so yeah um where shall we start <laughs> Woo. let's see what homegirls was doing honey everybody was doing a little something do we always want to get Marcelino and Brittany out the way? You know what? That's a good call. Yeah. yeah they be so <laughs> deep. <laughs> right? Um, because to me, it was essentially just them wrapping everything up, wrapping up all of Brittany's, you know, efforts to help her mom. She went mm-hmm. to a, a local inpatient facility and kind mm-hmm. of, what what would you say they did an assessment? Was that what it was? Uh, yeah, I'll say that. And it seemed like her mom had come a long way. Right. She was willing to admit that she had a problem with pills. Mm-hmm. So she signed up to do the inpatient in Alaska and not go back to Vegas, mm-hmm. which was good. And then Marcelino mm-hmm. was like, all right, girl, <laughs> we've come this far. And what did he say? He said, I'm not going to Antarctica to save her mama next time. He gets on my nerves. <laughs> Oh my nerve with the shade, honey. <laughs> so shady. And just like Brittany said it, I would do the same thing if it was your mother. Right. Yeah. So, but they did it, right? And now they are headed back home. And it's it is. It's time for her to focus on the family. And that was pretty much how it wrapped up from everything that I saw. Um me too. They really, yeah, it wasn't much. It was just exactly what you said summed up. <laughs> It sounds like everything is going fine for them at home and back in Vegas, but you know, we saw that mom did not finish her 
what was it, 60, 90 day inpatient in Alaska. Right. And she wound up going back to Vegas too. Right, 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 right. My thing is, who is she living with down there in Alaska? You know, in Alaska, I would I would think it'd be a little bit easier to pinpoint who she was with. We know she was in the inpatient there, but I have no idea. In, in Vegas, who knows? And that's probably a part of the reason she shouldn't be there. No, that's what I mean. In Alaska, though, who she living with other than inpatient, like, like when they left her, where did she go? Did she stay at the cabin? Like, I have, like, that's why I was worried, like, with her recovery there. Well, other, you know, there was a brief moment. I thought about that too. And in my mind, I guess I just figured, okay, somebody there, be it family or somebody she's known long term, like her ex husband can at least get her to the inpatient and then that's where she should technically be but I don't know mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if she would have went if she successfully completed the program and decided to stay mm-hmm. so that's true mm-hmm. but that was them um, and then yeah I mean that's, that is it we don't oh yes Brittany uh, started doing classes to become a peer yes. counselor. A peer counselor, yes. Which is good, right up her alley. Yes. And I felt like Marcelino is supportive of her. He just had, you know, he just had to have a real talk with her and he, he gave her a pretty harsh ultimatum. Mm-hmm. You know, like, look, this taken away from my family. You know, but it worked out in the end, both well, for Brittany it did. I don't know what's going on with her mom now. She didn't complete the program, so I'm pretty sure that'll be next. We'll see. Yeah. I'm kind of, yeah, I kind of am over them, but... I mean, of course, right? Like, we didn't... She needs a spinoff show. Maybe if it turned into a spinoff, not Love After Lockup. Love After Lockup. Well, you know what would have been nice? They do have that mini series or short segment series um of life goes on yes and so yeah right if she even kept her story going there i could tune in and appreciate it from that lens but it does not need to be yes. on life after lockup yes understood so great Brittany. we're mm-hmm. proud of you we you know we love what you did and also agree with marcelino that you gotta let mama live now and let her do what she's going to do um, make her own decisions mm-hmm. and even she did say it Brittany said you can't force anybody to be ready for recovery they have to decide that on their own and mm-hmm. hopefully she realized that and now we're smooth sailing to start focusing on family okay um, who's next I want to do Andre and Lamar next Girl, let's do it. Okay. Because you know what? Oh, girl. Okay. So <laughs> let's just get into it. First and foremost, the way Lamar got up to dance when Andrea walked in. What? I see. Look at this Compton Watts nigga. <laughs> Wait. I don't remember that. Part. I hate when I can't remember what was happening. Girl, he had, he had a little Cali two step. Like, ah, uh, look at my look at my my wife coming on in. I was like, sit down, Lamar. Okay. 
So she's walking like the queen is here. Right. So we continue Andrea's birthday extravaganza. Yes. Girl. And they're somewhere on a rooftop. Um, mm-hmm. Real cute outside. Mm-hmm. Nice little breeze. Her Utah friends are there. Shantae is there with mm-hmm. her kids. Mm-hmm. Everybody seems to be getting along just fine. I did. They look yeah. nice. I did not appreciate mm-hmm. WeTV cutting to Shantae drinking champagne like <laughs> she was doing a lot. Maybe she was just enjoying herself, WeTV. But overall, right, mm-hmm. the vibes are good. So then mm-hmm. Andrea mm-hmm. comes in, and I don't remember at what point they get over to this smaller table, and she starts to talk with her friends about their experiences walking to the mailbox and what's more dangerous. Girl! <laughs> Ooh. First of all, Andrea vegan. Girl. Right. Girl to the they had like this vegan cake and I'm like, And that was oh, the only vegan thing I saw because she's from Ghana and I'm not saying that people from Ghana are, are not typically vegan, but I also saw some dishes that just look like stewed meat. I'm not dumb. Right. So that's true. Why are we harping on a vegan cake as if, you know, this is not a vegan event because there's a vegan cake, but whatever. Right. That is some LA shit. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, at some point, Andrea and her friends are at this small table and they are discussing essentially her experience in LA and what that has been like for her. And how she feels like, you know, it's dangerous walking to the mailbox. And her friend, for some reason, decides to chime in and say that, you know, she, her experiences in Utah can be just as dangerous. And she feels like Andrea has, like, become very Hollywood and that L.A. has changed her. But it essentially is a, a, wild, a white woman gone wild moment. That we have seen mm. on television from a couple of shows now at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And she overconflates, you know, her daily experience to try to make it seem like her issues are just as important as a black woman's or just as dangerous, even though it's a wildly different circumstance. She over what, Jackie? She- Come on with the <laughs> vocabulary, honey. I love when you <laughs> come through with the vocab words. <laughs> Because she, I mean, yes, she got to tears yeah. talking about yeah. I am in danger when I walk to my mailbox because I'm out of shape. But that's what white women do. Is okay, not- let's be clear. We see it at work, yes. we see it everywhere. It's just, I was like, just looking at the TV at that moment. And like, she said it out of her, out of her white mouth. <laughs> She's like, I just yes, don't want out it of the to be like of her my issues aren't as important as her issues. And I, I just had to say something. And I'm like, well, and that's then therein lies the problem, white woman. Right. If you are she like, <laughs> I'm out of shape and it's a mile to my mailbox. Girl, I scream. <laughs> First of all, she said it like what girl. <laughs> I could get hit. I think I re- had to rewind it, like, ma'am. I could get hit by a car. <laughs> like, girl, who better mess up their car? Girl. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, and if it's a mile to the mailbox, like, are you telling me that you live on a stretch of land? Girl, that little community, maybe they have like a, I don't know. A subdivision know. type I'm not even set up. 
Yeah, like at, you know how it's like a central location where everybody's mailbox mm-hmm. is. It's not a mile, number one, because it's like that where I live, but it's in front of my okay. house. So, <laughs> but I'm like, girl, shut the hell up. Ain't nobody speeding around no corners in Utah. Ain't nobody drunk. Shut up. Well, I heard they like to um, indulge in the cups, but not in their little Mormon community where they have to wear their exactly, garments. Exactly, right? So let's go there. <laughs> and I think that is how all that shit got started because they called her out on not wearing the garments. Yes, girls. First of all, they started this argument in front of these kids right. again. And Andrea, what the Andrea is talking about? COVID ain't got nothing on the Holy Ghost. Girl. Girl. Okay, of course. I was, I was like, like, of course come on, Andrea, Andrea would think that. Yes, girl. girl. So, <laughs> so they call her out on these garments, and she's like, "Um, yeah." That's when she's saying, "I'm basically worried about other things." And have you all donated? Have you all been out in your communities while you out here worried about my garments? Period. When the last time, uh, you helped, you fed a family in need, mm-hmm. honey. And I mean, to be honest, Andrea had the kids set up the lemonade stand to spread the word of Christ, like. She, I was like, well, Andrea. she's been focused on getting Tennyson a mission, even though it's been a yes. little difficult and a family mission mm-hmm. at that. Like, I mean, you know, you know, got it. Yeah, Andrea came for next. She time, did okay. in that moment. It was like, okay. And then as that escalated into this conversation about whether communities were safe and LA versus Utah, that's when she, her friend, went into full white woman mode. And mm, crying broke down on just dumb and the de- well, I think her name was Karen. Yes, it was right. How how convenient! Yeah. so close to Karen. Just dumb and definition of a white woman, and then apologize for swearing at Andrea. That's it. She didn't apologize for the dumb shit that came Pissed out of her me mouth. Off. Pissed me off. Yes, like girl victim, and now I'm finna play that you know play the bigger woman role and come apologize with this half-ass mm-hmm. apology like no right. girl you could have kept that if you were gonna... but andrea told the black girlfriend before it even started she said if anybody asked me about them garments today they're gonna be asked and told to leave i was she like did. she did say that and she was like y'all need to get this bitch out my face <laughs> she went wrong because it, it was and then lamar was in the cut watching mm-hmm. you know and I just really, that was a real moment, like, that they had, like, once again, here's a white woman not relating to what Black people deal with on a daily basis and try to make it seem like they do relate. Right. Like, no, you're not, this is not, a, this does not involve you. You do not understand. Just be quiet. Right. It was all too easy for her to be able to do that, but. No, and that was my issue. That's really what pissed me off about her. She was like, I just had to say something. No, you didn't. You absolutely did not. You did not. So. And you didn't have to say it today at my dang old birthday dinner. You could have waited till tomorrow. Right. In a a different environment, but, you know, we TV. I get it. But once you went there, you had to know that you were full of shit. And to your point, that apology, that shit also pissed me off. Because I'm like, nobody is worried about you cussing at her. She cussed at you, too. She called you a bitch. The Period. issue here is that you chose to, what I said, over-conflate your experience as a mm-hmm. white woman 
and try to make it equivalent to what this black woman living in Compton goes through every day. It's not the same, and that's okay. You are mm-hmm. obviously dealing with the pressures of your religion day in and day out to the point that you're judging other people trying to make it seem like you're holier than thou. She has different pressures, and it's fine. Well, let's go here. And Christians, that's what's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what make people not, like, even, you know, us and uh, growing up in church or wherever, but that's what make a lot of people not want to come to church, not want to, you know, um, even hear it because this is how Christians act. They're very judgmental. So it, it like deters people away. Like, I don't want, why would I want to go be up, sign up to be a part right. of that? You know, we've witnessed even our elders. Sometimes I've seen plenty of people, you know, um, be all about the Lord and then talking about people behind their back. Like she said, she judged that lady cause she didn't have a double <laughs> oven. Like get the fuck. Like, then we had this Kirk Franklin situation today. <laughs> so it's just like, girl, just everybody be cool. Right. <laughs> Stay in your lane. That's and it. what I did say, though, um, on Twitter, was I don't understand why Andrea still decides to stick with these particular Mormon friends. I know, at least from watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, that there are many different types of Mormons. Not everybody is so um, attached to the garments and specific types of rituals within the religion. Why not find yourself some Mormon friends that are walking in it the same way that you are? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like the it's almost a rhetorical question because the answer is there's not really any that would still identify with your black ass. You and your home, mm-hmm. your black homegirl, y'all about all y'all got. And you try to mm-hmm. force it with these other white people and try to make it seem like it's all about Christ and all that. But she's showing you exactly how they feel about you, exactly what they think of you and your life and your choices. So there's no reason that you need to stick with this particular set of Mormon friends. At all. Andrea fucked up by letting them do her sewing. Girl. Period. That was it. It, it for me. <laughs> right. That part. So, okay. She announces at the party that they are going to officially do this family mission to Ghana. And so everybody is very excited about it. The friends act like they want to go. And I'm like, listen, honestly, for me, it's already bad enough that Andrea is going back to her home, you know, native land, which is great that you have and great that you have that direct connection. But you go and do exactly what people did centuries ago bringing a white man's religion to your people as if that's supposed to like actually elevate them, you know, beyond a certain, you know, a certain level. Mm. I just, I wasn't feeling that. Mm. Like, I'm like, that's some colonizer shit. And you see how the friends were like, Oh, we want to go too." I'm like, you don't show up in an African country with your family and white people talking about Christ. You don't do that. That's true. That's true. That's true. You know, Andrew is very brainwashed. Mm-hmm. So, and Lamar is, I think Lamar is not going to be the one going for that. Right. <laughs> Lamar is probably, yes. And I wonder if he's even going to go on the mission, parole. No, he, is he still on parole? I don't think so. Some stipulations. Okay. But even still, like, I think Lamar is very, keep. you know, he'll keep her grounded. Like, 
no, I'm not doing this. All right, y'all do that. Or he'd be standing there the whole time looking crazy. Like, what? <laughs> y'all talking about Yeah, what? I can definitely see him just getting involved with the people, like the residents, and mm-hmm. letting them know that he's not necessarily here for that. <laughs> and he'll mm-hmm. just, and, you mm-hmm. know, become enriched by the culture. First of all, love Uncle Lamar because when all of this happened and Andrea was upset, here he comes like only he can (laughs) (laughs) to about what they do to you. Who said it? Who did it? Oh, come here. Give me a hug. I said, come on. You better talk to her like a little two-year-old. How I talk to my little puppy. You better. Who got you crying on your birthday? (laughs) Right. Tell me all about it. I was like, oh. Right, so hands down, still reigning as the supreme cast member of Lock After Lockup. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Um, let's see. Let's. Um, I'm gonna let's get Destiny and them out the way. You gonna what? Yeah, you're right. I forgot about them. Mm -hmm. Destiny and Sean. Super stupid, Sean. Still calling him for money. Sean got a side inmate. Child. <laughs> I mean. Like, you don't, what, what? Had one the whole time. So you proved her. Destiny was not wrong. You are a right, liar. Wasn't that? Now that was a revelation. She wasn't wrong about nothing she was saying. It's just, you a trick to her. She calling you for money now. My thing is, what the fuck you calling him for? If you okay, got so yeah, let's rewind. So, first thing we see is Destiny's mother down to the courthouse again. And we're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm thinking, oh, good. She's finally about to go back to jail. But I also forgot mm-hmm. that they showed us that she got married. So, she comes out of the courthouse with, who knows who this is? God only knows. Jason. Some man named Jason, Jason talking about we're married, bitches. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know where she found good Jason, but uh, well, no, he was one of the pre the previous fiancés that she was on Facebook with, mm-hmm. and then and then they decided to go ahead and get married. I guess. Mm. Now, mm-hmm. I don't understand how you get married to somebody and your mom is there and knows that it's happening, even though it's short, you know, uh, short notice and quick. Mom is still like, hey, whatever. And then you ride off with this man. And somehow within this span of time, because I don't trust that we TV taped everything in chronological order, but some, somewhere in this, you know, in this cycle of things. She goes back to jail. No, I guess that makes sense, right? She goes back to jail and the first person she calls is Sean. I need some money. Like, you literally hate him. You And you act like it when you're around him, but yet you have the audacity to think that he's just so stupid that you could just call him for money. And she said it. Like, I could still call him whenever mm-hmm. I want. I could still call him whenever I need something. Like, you just... That's what she thinks of him because honestly, that is the role that he's played for so long. But he's hip to your bullshit, and he told he gave you that forty dollars and told you to get the no. It was over with. <laughs> you told him that, so now you locked up in this. I need money. You're gonna just leave me, and then she thinks she's 
like has these right like, oh my gosh they like, make me want to scream oh you left me to depend on you and now you're just gonna leave me in here screw you you're a horrible person you bitch you right i'm jail. like you're saying all of this from behind a paywall like well maybe not a paywall Girl. but behind the wall <laughs> period behind the so, wall i just i was like how can you even talk this slick from inside a cell i don't understand the logic at all like you're just gonna leave me like this of course girl what are you gonna do about it you couldn't get to me when you get out even if you try because i was the only reason that you were able to get anywhere before figure it out right mama was uh beating them feet last time you saw okay (laughs) (laughs) mama was like i'm hot i'm sweating yeah look at me look at how you got me and i feel like over this past year girl since i've been in quarantine that has become something i have realized and really had to check you cannot talk to people be talking about look what you made me do or you had me Mm -hmm. doing you got to take responsibility for your own shit even mm-hmm. when it, you got very used to that language and that behavior, but you have to take responsibility for your own shit. And that's how she always, you know, removes the responsibility of having to be a better person is by saying, look what you made me do, Sean. Look how you got me out here. Like, he did not stop you from talking to other men. You could have been getting money from them, too. And you were. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, for me, honestly... You obviously did know that he was playing you (laughs) and had another woman he was talking to, talking to Kelly. You know, he was being sneaky and you knew it. Mm -hmm. So you played him, he played you. Like, it sounds like it was a clean break. You got to move on. Period. Move on to one of the other 20 guys you was in there dating, like that you said. And that's probably what she was doing, right? You know, just running down the roster seeing how much she can get put on the books for the day but girl i'm i i'm surprised he's still picking up calls but we see that he's doing so because he also has sarah who's behind bars Mm. about ready to get out got 30 days and he asked her what's the first thing she wants to do when she gets out mama wanna fuck I hope this is not their way of letting us know they bringing his dumb ass back. That was the last person I wanted to see again. I think so. I think so. I think so. That's exactly what I thought. Like, okay, so he gonna be back. I don't want it. I don't want to see it. I want to see the girl. I want to see if she, if it's the same thing or does it work this way? And you know why I believe it's the same thing? Because Kelly and Destiny were the same and he is very used to getting cussed out by women. Um, he's used to being sneaky. And maybe we don't feel like he does it very well, but he's still doing it. So I don't know. But I don't want to see you again, we Sean, even see. though I know we have to. I know. Looking so dumb. He think he's so slick. <laughs> Christiana and John. Well, Christiana and her sister. <laughs> oh, gosh. What a terror. Terrible, terrible. Girl. <laughs> and I knew she was so I don't like that. Baby basically all she did was put the blame on John. She did. She tried. Like he was the one flirting with her. So they get to this park in the dark, looking like a fucking drug deal. The At fuck? Three in the morning. 
and Christiana confronts her about the time that she was spending with John. And when they first link up, her sister comes at her sideways off rip talking about, you came some way. Fuck you, bitch. You know I was eating wheat gluten in prison for the past right. year. Right. And you're you're clean today. Bitch, get out of my face. Right. <laughs> Daughter came right back. She'd have been like, all right, we're done. I'm going home. Right. <laughs> so then... Yeah, Christiana starts asking her questions about how she was get how close she was getting to John because mom told her mm-hmm. that she felt like they were getting close and she gets super defensive and yes, like you said, starts blaming everything on John. And I'm mama like, was a little cocky to me, okay? Yes. Mommy had a little arrogance about herself that would have I would have had to fuck that little slap, Christiana. I'd have had to backhand that bitch. I would have okay? had that slap would have came from far, the far east, bitch. Like <laughs> from up and in sideways, okay? And that wouldn't have been it. Okay. Okay. Because when she said, I know how he likes his eggs, I Ooh. said, Oh hell no. I'm taking my earrings off for Christiana, mm-hmm. bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was a little cocky, okay? I mean, now. I mean, if we just want to be neutral in the subject matter, I get it. You were there, but, and her, and your sister did ask you to be there. She wanted Mm -hmm. y'all safe, Mm -hmm. but you also are an adult that has an addiction issue. And that's something that you need to reckon with, you know, and, and realize that you can't live your own life. Why? Because you're an addict doing shit that your sister asks you to do because you depend on her and your mom. Mm-hmm. for a place to stay that's safe and not a crack house. Right. So the least you could do is not do the most while your sister, whether she's there or not, don't be flirting with her man if she's literally helping you to keep a roof over your head. Unless she was just on some get back because of what you did to her with her baby did. Yeah, she was like, and then Christiana, you gonna say, but you weren't married. She was like, yeah, but I was with him for like 15 plus years. I was like, at now, Christiana is wrong either way. Don't do that. Right. And then the way she said it went down, she's like, yeah, Christiana had sex with my man while I was asleep on the couch. Girl, they did it on the floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. That was bad. I, I, girl, I was like, was y'all high? Because, yep. I mean, was it the man? 100%, <laughs> right? And that's, again, the fucked up part. Like, everything y'all have done for so long involved drugs. The reason that y'all are in the situation right now is because of drugs. Mm-hmm. So, I can understand that you feel maybe justified because so many things have happened. But mm-hmm. what you won't do is get cocky with me. Like, it should be no big deal. And I should just take whatever you dish out. Because, baby, you're going to take this ass whooping I dish out. Right. <laughs> we can brawl in the park at 3 a.m., ma'am. Okay. Because the cameras <laughs> is here, so, you know. Ooh, baby. We're going to get to the cameras being there for a good fight, exactly. okay? Mm-hmm. So. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was it with them, right? I mean, I was like. And that was it. Girl. And that was it. So now what? Okay, so they said that like John and Christiana are good, right? Did they say that at the end? Like when they gave a little yeah of everybody and how they're doing, they're okay. Yeah. And they don't talk to her at all, which they should not. Right. Right? Like move on with your life. Have your own life. <laughs> Get your own man. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And and work on your sobriety. And that's just that on that. Yeah. yeah. Over there. Over there. <laughs> yeah. So, cool beans. Right. Moving on. Lacey. Moving right along. Lacey, Shane, and, and John. Girl, first of all, so John writes his his letter <laughs> and he she gets it in the mail. Girl. And Lacey says, after reading it, this is a pattern of John's behavior. Bitch. <laughs> like, once again, you don't got nothing to do with it. You called the police on him. Child. Out of jealousy. I think they are they are toxic together. As fuck. Yes. And in a way that doesn't make sense. You know, when either one of them tries to explain it without just taking their full ownership, they mm-hmm. just sound ridiculous. And they need to move on. And it seems like that's what they've done. John is heartbroken with ooh. He is so sad. <laughs> it was a little, I felt a little sad for John. I'm like, oh, he's he heartbroken because Lacey moved on before he did. Right. So he has to move on. It's like he's accepting the reality. This is over. She's not leaving him. But I mean, let's be clear too. Once again, I'm, I guess I'll just be team John a little too much. But Lacey did paint this picture to him like the way she played Shane in front of him and did all of that like you know from before when she belittled Shane in front of John allowed John to do the same thing so yeah you made John feel like it was that you know Um, but she also did the same thing to John when Shane was was out and then she did she did because he they did the replay of it. Like he yeah. get that toxic out of his life. And she was like, what you going to do, you little bitch? Like, right. I was like, oh, I forgot about that scene right when she picked him up from jail. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and there's, and honestly, that isn't even the only scene with her it's not. coming at John or Shane crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So she is still a toxic person. Now, I can definitely understand her feeling like him dropping a letter in the mailbox, you know. Now, I couldn't help but just just feel like this is so staged because I don't know about you, but the postmaster will take a letter from a mailbox if it don't have no stamp on it. <laughs> it was staged. I agree. Right? So it was it was just like, okay, whatever but I can believe that he does have a pattern of trying to reach out in like unconventional ways or mm-hmm. ways that make it seem like he is borderline stalking you yeah but if it always works I mean if that's what they do and he a fucking inmate like that's they write letters like they don't have even like they could text <laughs> shit the fuck that's how they express themselves. So he did it. And I'm I'm glad that that was the last letter. I'm glad he moved on and he got him a, a little boo. Yeah. That we'll get to. Uh, I kind of want to discuss before we get to the, the I want to do the bad before the good. I want to end with them on a good note. Okay. John. You know, I'm team John. So the effects of that methadone. Yes. Baby. I did not know. That was hard to watch. Yeah. It explained a lot. It did. Yeah. 
like why people don't like because when you I guess when you're on heroin and stuff it's so bad that that's why like you know what I used to hear stories about um here in Chicago on the west side they had I want to say it was on Madison um I so my first job after college was on the west side I was piss poor okay <laughs> just graduated college first job I had to take the train to work mm-hmm and so I used to see them like lined up and I'm like, what the fuck they, you know, what they giving out? It was the methadone clinic, mm-hmm. like where they would go up there to get that, I guess, get that methadone to keep them from using the heroin. Right. I did not know this. And until I saw this today, that took me back all of those years. Like, that's what the fuck. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's sad because there's always some substance that people have to use to get off of another substance right and then but look at the effects that it makes people sick and it's like they and that's one thing I know about heroin is you get sick when you don't use it right so to take this methadone and it make you feel like that people probably feel like I might as well just use heroin yeah right I can agree I can see that it was sad I had I was like poor John he couldn't even he was like I can't look up I was like, damn, he can't even, and he trying so hard to stay, to stay, you know, stay the course and be on the right path. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <sighs> but yes, to your point, like ending on a positive note, he really is trying. Um, mm-hmm. I, even just throughout these simple ass scenes <laughs> that they've had him in since he got out, there were a lot of times where you could tell he just made better decisions than mm-hmm. hopefully he would have made, you know, in the past. Like, he didn't engage with Lacey's dad when he could have fought Mm-mm. him. He Mm-mm. didn't baby, roll up on the house. All the smoke. Right, he did, right? but And he didn't roll up on the house and knock on the door because he knew where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, even when he saw that Lacey was at a restaurant on Instagram, like, there were moments where he could have caused some chaos. and mm-hmm. And he didn't, so... I mean, he sent that text and that didn't work. And then he sent his letter and he moved on. He's reached out to friends to avoid using. He's he's getting the methadone to try to mm-hmm. avoid using. So I think those are mm-hmm. all good things for him. And yes. Now he's dating Julie. Now he's dating Julie. Now, Miss Julie looks like she likes to have a good time. Julie want to fuck. Okay. <laughs> That's what my note say, okay? Julie wanna fuck. <laughs> Cause she making it. You can tell he's nervous and she like, look, your past is your past. What's up? I'm like, oh yes, ma'am, with this lipstick, honey, okay. Julie looked like she used something before she came down to the date. Okay. <laughs> She did. So he looks like she is with the shit, honey. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know about this one for John because you don't need another girl like Lacey that, you know, nope. likes to party and have fun and seems to be all into you, but is just going to bring drama. Right. I agree. So I don't know. Hopefully it goes well, but, you know, his sobriety and his well being is more important. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> <sighs> Um, that was it. For yeah, him. Amber and puppies. Oh, so first of all, I just found out that my boss watches Love After Lockup, so we have a whole different bond. So, 
he texted me uh he texted me Friday night talking about uh Amber did puppy wrong. And then after I saw the episode, I was like, but it was necessary. Mm-hmm. So Amber had a, a very hard decision to make, but she had to do you know, it's always hard to make a decision when you care so much about somebody, but then you have to put yourself first. Right. Exactly. So, and that's what Amber had to do. I feel like she did. She made the right decision by letting puppy go. Yes. So Amber gets a call. Amber gets a call from, um, it was the girl that puppy was working with, right? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Okay. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. She gets a call from Queen. Queen. Yes. That's that's Mama's (laughs) name. Can't forget good sister's Mm -hmm. name. Queen calls because she is looking for puppies. She was supposed to be at a gig and she is not there. Mm -mm. She left. Um, She was at one gig. She was supposed to finish there. So I'm assuming that they clean Airbnbs. Okay. that's a good yeah, call. Yeah, because I heard something about an Airbnb in the mix, so I guess she was supposed to be done with one property and come to the next, and she never showed okay. up to the next. So Amber told her, send me the address to the other, to the place that she was supposed to clean. Because as remember, Amber was like, what if these people would have came home? Right, which made me think it's not necessarily an Airbnb. True. I thought I heard it, but whatever, maybe not. But, okay, this whole thing like bizarre as fuck. So weird and so staged because number one, okay, sure, Amber, you know, decides to help locate puppy. But you get over here and you just walk in the house with all these cameras, mm-hmm. bitch. What if these people would have came home, okay? <laughs> right. Yeah. So okay, like whatever you want us to believe, we TV. I would like to believe what you said is that this is an Airbnb. So there's a likelihood that there's a window that they have or there aren't, you know, permanent residents and small children that that will likely run up in this mm-hmm. house or return home while you're in their house filming because a girl is in the pool naked, naked drunk. And also, I know y'all weren't going to let her drown. So it's it's weird and she's doing a lot, but we know or would like to believe she was not completely in danger. Mm-hmm. But Amber, of course, dramatizes the situation for us and goes out there and Puppy gives us her best drunk girl scenario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, you want to go swimming with me? Mm. She's like, no, you're naked in the pool. Mm, mm, mm. It was so bad, though. Like, get your shit together, Puppy. <sighs> Like, ah, uh. it was it was really crazy because I was just like, "Is this? Mm-hmm. How is this happening? Mm-hmm. You were supposed to be cleaning this house, but instead, you had Queen take you to the liquor store, or you left Queen mm-hmm. to go to the liquor store, and then come to this house, and you're supposed to clean it, but instead, you walked in and got drunk." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess that would mean that puppy needs to to really refocus and I think this is definitely one of those life after lockup moments that I like that shows the reality of how difficult it is to come out and get things right puppy said it herself yeah that they were further along than her 
Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. And she said, you know, I guess this is why a lot of people, you know, don't make it and they go back. Mm-hmm. Because she just could not bring herself to focus on, right? Mm-hmm. Like getting her life on track. Mm-hmm. She was instead focusing on being in a relationship with Amber or or drinking. Like all these other things instead of And I think she what was Amber dwelling did. on the relationship that they had in prison. That's all she keeps talking about is that that's how she wants it to be. But it's like Amber said, it's different when you get out. You know, now we have to make a living for ourselves. And I'm honestly you're right. not painting a good picture for Amber. Like that's not a situation I would want to sign up for. I don't want to live with nobody who not gonna be able to bring home their share of the rent or whatever because they was they don't want to even go to work. Exactly. <laughs> and Amber oh is working hard and Amber is doing good. You don't right. even have and a she... ride to work. You're not even trying to save your money for a car. Amber didn't got out and did all that shit. Right. And I do get the point of saying they're further along because they are, but that's because they got out and started to do the work. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. I feel for her, but she's still, she's grown. Like she has to wake up and, and just have that self-starter mentality mm-hmm. to just show up. Mm-hmm. Show up to the job that you have today and then you can get better every day that goes along. But stop dwelling on the past, like you said, because even at one point she was like, I love you. And it was like, girl, she was like, no, I'm not doing that. Mm-mm. Nigga shit. That's what niggas do. You be in a whole argument, crying, fussing, slobbing at the mouth, foaming at the mouth. And they be like, baby, I love you. Bitch, that ain't got shit to do with what we talking about. Right, derailing. Yes, honey. I said, "Oh, look at this toxic shit." I know it when I see it. <laughs> right. So, so yeah. Um, Amber asked her, like, "Well, I guess when she said I love you, then Amber was like, well, what are you gonna do to show me that you love me? Like, are you gonna stop drinking?'" She's like, "I'll stop drinking," and, and then tip. takes another swig. I said, "Girl." Amber and Amber had to stand when you know what somebody one of my um old bosses told me because she has a background in like addictions counseling and she said you have to stand your ground when it comes to alcoholics like you know Mm -hmm. and that's what Amber had to do like Amber didn't even give her a ride right she wrote off on that yeah I mean she's fed up I, I I felt like Amber did what was necessary like you're not doing shit Hell, Sammy came home. He pulled up in a truck. I'm like, oh, back back to it. So right, he don't need no ride. So <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's like Amber gonna have to do what what. And she's happy. She likes Sammy. She love him. That's he, she love him because the way she smile and carry on with she around him. I was like, yeah, that's what it said. I'm not feeling it. Uh, you know like puppy said and everybody said she didn't have any good memories of that relationship until all of a sudden he was getting mm-hmm. out and even amber when she references their past she likes to really blow past it mm-hmm. but she's like we were using and selling mm-hmm. drugs together mm-hmm. i don't understand how just because 10 years have passed and y'all are now both on the outside that all of a sudden that means that you are going to be on the straight and narrow together that's true so I just, I struggle with that being the reason that 
that's driving her to be like, all right, I'm done with puppy and I feel like my life is on track. So this is going to be, you know, the next best thing for me. I struggled with that. Sammy and the foot fetish. Okay. Oh, gross. <laughs> She's like, he likes my feet. He's talking about he already got polish picked out. Girl. Why somebody on the internet said that's it. <laughs> They said that Sammy looked like Abraham Lincoln. He does! <laughs> <laughs> I did. He does. He does, girl. I couldn't place it, but I was like, that is exactly who he looks like. Girl, that fake cry he did, honey, was it too. Like, girl, I can't. She's my heir. I was like, boy, shut up. Okay, they were on that bridge in love. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't be so, loving cold. I'm, I'm a, like, sweetie, you don't love me because <laughs> it's cold. The wind was like the wind that was blowing and stuff. I was like, mm-mm. Well, good luck to her with that man, but I just, I mean. So maybe we'll see where they are. Maybe they're bringing them back to see them those two. Right, on another life after lockup, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, girl, which one you want to do? <laughs> So let's see what we got. Dummy, dumb, dumb, dumb. Sarah and Michael left. We got Quaylan. Yep. And that's it, right? That's it. So, Sarah. Girl. Yes, Michael. let's get this dumb bitch out the way. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. we return to Rochester. Mm -hmm. where Sarah is on her way to meet with Malcolm mm -hmm. now of course she calls Michael looking for him and he's not answering right they kind of split that scene between last week and previous week and this week mm -hmm. which is stupid because it's like girl why are you looking for him um, if you're on the way to see Malcolm like you know if you're at home and you're with the girls and something's going on, check. But you don't need him for the girls. You just want to talk to him or, you know, be in contact with him and mm -hmm. know his whereabouts. Mm -hmm. And just like you saying all this shit ain't nobody's business, where he is right now is apparently not your business. Period. So she pulls up on Malcolm to talk again. And he's like, what did you call me here for this time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, okay, sorry, I guess I am going way back into last week. But so they are at the table. Mm -hmm. And he asked her, you know, if you're still having sex. And she's like, I don't think that's any of your business. He's delusional. And I'm like, how are you, how are you so slow that you don't realize that anything short of a yes or no is a yes? Yeah. Anything short trying... of a plain no is a yes. Yeah, and she goes, you know, I'm doing me, and I'm grown, and girl, if you want to be a hoe, just say that. If you want to just be out here doing, because that's what she wants from Malcolm, like, we can still hang out and be cool. Okay, like, my thing is, she wants Malcolm to be her side piece, and then she wants him to be okay with that. Right. And my total issue with this was, Sarah, you cannot go out into the world trying to treat people like you allow Mal uh, Michael to treat you. Exactly. No, you don't get to do that. So look back. Right. right. And it was back on that nigga. And it was so stupid for her to go right back to Malcolm with it. Like, 
he knows that your your husband, the father of your children, has been staying with you. He mm-hmm. suspects that you've been having sex with him. You, in so many words, tell him that you have been and then expect that he's just supposed to be down the fuck too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is totally her delusion based off of what she has allowed from Michael. Mm-hmm. Because if when he was like, no, nah, I wouldn't be cool with that with you. She's like, well, obviously I brought it up. And I'm like, you sound like an idiot. A clown from the underground, okay? <laughs> it pisses me off. Like, and that's just, like I said, everybody just wanted to fuck this episode. Like, I, you know, I'm grown. I'm doing me. Like, and, you know, I feel like we can still hang out. We can still have fun. No, mom, and, but you know what? I'm glad Malcolm stood his ground and was like, no, I'm not with that. 100%. 100%. Good black man. Very good. Because, you know, you got some idiots out here that would have been okay with just spreading STDs around. But Right. Because it would have been easy for him to be like, all right, I'll just have you on the roster. Um, yeah. Because it's no big deal either way. But I'm just like, Sarah, the way that he looked at her. I'm like, you don't realize that he probably has some secondhand embarrassment for you right now mm-hmm. because he sees what little you can expect from people, you know, and be okay with it mm-hmm. because you have allowed that for yourself with, with this other man. And just to, I mean, <laughs> the audacity to hit him up because Michael is gone. He was like, is that why you called me here today? Mm-hmm. And he knows it. Right. And he and- knows it. And why would he, again, of all people, why would you hit him up so that he can be essentially like put in a place where he has to depend on whether or not Michael is around? You're right. not doing you. You're doing you when Mike when Michael isn't around. Right, 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 right. While Michael is out doing him. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly. what that is. So I was just like, you look like an idiot here, girl. So luckily, like you said, he stood his ground. He's like, nah, I'm not trying to play those games. So again, we can make a clean cut right here. So they leave. She's sitting there looking dumb again. Um, Michael hits her up and he says he's coming back to Rochester. Oh, no, he's there. He was already there. She was he was like, I made my way back. And she was like, here. Yeah, he was already in. Yeah, he made it back. And she was like, oh, he, our daddy actually came back this time. Which to me, I'm like, girl, you got to be mindful of the language around your children. But whatever, you already got them on this damn show. So um, they meet up for ice cream. And while they're doing this, he gives Sarah a halfway reproposal. Right. And she, per usual, gives us the gives off the impression that she's not going to go for the games but before all is said and done she's with the shits <sighs> she doesn't give him a, a hard yes I'll remarry you but she allows him to put the ring on she looks at it she giggles right what'd you say you she gave a you usually say this a, a slow yes instead of a fast Wait, a slow yes. Right, right, right. That's what she did. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) She said she gave she surely did. She gave a slow yes instead of a fast no. Mm -hmm. And made it seem like all right, well, we'll talk about this more when the girls aren't around. Okay, but honestly, again, Sarah, really shouldn't be that much to talk about. Mm Y'all were like like she said, y'all were damn near in court about to get a divorce. Mm -hmm. How did you get back here? And why is Mm -hmm. ice cream always the the big girl? It's always the bullshit. That's the great <laughs> equalizer in his mind. Like, 
oh, let's just get ice cream and then I can do whatever I want after that. Like, so that's where they leave at the ice cream shop. And now I guess they were supposed to be making their way back to her house, but he gets a good call from Maria, Maria. (laughs) (laughs) And what's he say? So does he say hello? Where the fuck you been at? I was like, oh, mood, bitch. I didn't been there. <laughs> yes, mama. I took me back, honey. I was like, ooh, Jesus. I promise you. I'm like, oh. And Michael expeditiously made his way back to the airport. Destination. Get that ass back. MIA. Okay. Uh- she he been up here proposing, Maria. That's what he been up here doing, Mama. Right. Mm, mm, Gosh, mm. what an idiot. Mm, mm, mm. Now, now he down there abandoning kids and catching cases. Right. Right. And so, and I'm like, again, Sarah, you know, I've mentioned it before. She did this interview with Sherelle's World on YouTube. And it just makes I saw you that. look. You did see it? Yeah, I, it, well, I was bored at work. Okay. It just made her look like that much more of an idiot as you watch the show to mm-hmm. see what she's been willing to put up with and still get on anybody's platform and be like, you know, I love Michael. You know, I don't know anybody that knows me better than him. I don't I know him better than he the father of my kids. And that nothing will change about that. And I'm just like, okay, you have signed up to be a strong, independent black single mother for for life. But I just mm-hmm. don't understand why you can like not commit to being played a fool by this man over and over again. Mm-hmm. You can have mm. his children and raise them with dignity and not have him in your life, you know, fucking you over every every chance he gets because you allow it. Mm. 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 So she is just that therapy. I agree with Jaden XD. She need a black woman therapist. Yeah, she probably does at this point. Especially yeah. when she wants to bring Michael in. She needs somebody yeah. to know how to get in that ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Michael, ma'am, you, uh, He was just in Flint with Sasha. <laughs> kissing him all in his... First of all, Sasha looked like she smoked black and mouse. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. Like, but Jaden XD said this. Shout out to them. I was like my big cousins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they said uh, he went and got him a, like she reminds them of his mother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like girl. But you know what? I think that's just that's that Flint, you know? <laughs> mm, maybe like like Chicago girls or something. Exactly, right? <laughs> you would know. Like, oh, he got a low end girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, you know, the, the dry wig, the, the black and mild, you know, <laughs> set of lips. Like, it, it feels very flint. It felt very much like he was back home with the, you know, foot draggers he's used to. Exactly. But draggers, okay. <laughs> I mean, Dusty Feet, please don't bother me. Oh, okay. Boosie <laughs> with the word. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so did you see um, that video that I sent you? Of Michael out here Girl. hanging out with um, big prostitutes with the blunt in his hand, with the blunt in his hand, 
prostitute or I don't know what was going on with sis, but she almost grabbed his dick out her out his pants. He's rubbing on her belly. Girl talking about I somebody give me three hundred, I'll blow your back out. Like you know what? I don't think he was serious though. Like people play with crackheads. I don't play with their ass, but right. I've seen people play with them and it's like or let you know it be and it, it be shits and giggles i don't get the fuck from away from me like they be stank half the time too like i don't right. like that i think he was just playing but ill yeah agreed i i do think he was probably just playing but it just shows that michael is out here living a gutter ass lifestyle got a snipe and it just is what it is like it really doesn't matter where he goes and that's why he was so out of place even when he tried to go to Fort Worth to see Megan. Like, you are used to some hood, backwoods, low down, you know, mm-hmm. hang out on streets with crackhead type environment. Mm-hmm. Sasha looked like she would all that shit. Like, exactly. she'd be sitting in the backseat laughing. Mm-hmm. And exactly. then he, he didn't even want to do nothing with her. He actually turned her down. He did. He's like, I'm trying to be good. Which was gross, and even in how he did it, but he he was trying to be still kissing her, right? Still making out with her, even though I want to be inside you. Oh, I was like, gross, Michael. Come on, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but that was it for them, really. Like, I just I feel like we are being punished to have to see them on every series, they're like an evergreen couple, but he's just terrible, and I'm tired of seeing her fall for the dumb shit. Okay, well, let's get on with the stars of the night. Oh, baby. Chevelle said, bitch, it's the season finale. Lights, camera, motherfucking action. I'm going to put on this little one piece. (sighs) My little tie-down one piece. Look like I'm going to amateur wrestling night. (laughs) With Nacho Libre in this, bitch. Woo, girl, they, oh, baby, talk about toxic. Girl, let's get to it. So, we pick up where we left off previous week where Quaylen is calling attention to Chevelle that she got a text message from Jay. He's not feeling it. And she is reminding him of everything that she's done for him and has given or given her all, you know, to him. Oh, she gave him. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. gave him her all. And so he's like, you know what? No, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. So then that truck magically reappears. <laughs> Is that the same truck? You know, I did see some debate about the truck. I'm not positive if it is or not, but I just, I can't help but assume that it is. Like, where would he get another truck from? Production shit. Ain't yeah, no problem. you're right. <laughs> so he gets in the truck and then Chevelle gets angry like give me my phone and then sis starts basically rattling off how this man has driven her into debt she said I'm out here struggling He had, she, because that's why I think that's the truck he's using a phone that's in her name she pays for everything mm-hmm. and she says yeah he, he got her out here struggling and I'm mm-hmm. just like sis that's on you but guess what Angela told us that when she first started dealing with Tony, she was like, after I pay my bills and send him <laughs> money, I got $40 left till the next paycheck. Right. She did. Ma'am, good night. So, yeah, she she let it be known. 
um they and here they go they they started being ghetto in the streets right so then she starts getting upset and going back and forth with him in the truck and kind of startles her when he finally decides to get out so that you know he can break that phone yes now did you catch him when he got out like no while he was still in the car she was you know yelling you know you don't have nothing without me he was like i made you you know and he's like she's like you made me what are you talking about you nobody Mm-hmm. And when he hops out, he was like, it took me six months to text back. Wait, what? Yes. If you if you run that one back when he hopped out. Oh, I got to run it bike. He hopped out and said, what? He said, it took me six months to text back. He was like, who are you talking about? Nobody. What you mean? Like, it took me six months to text back. I was like, damn. <laughs> I don't understand though when they met in jail. Right. I don't know if it was because what she said they met through his cousin or something or a friend. Uh-huh. So I don't know if she had his information and he had hers and she kept hitting him up. I don't know what that looks like, but he definitely kind of started to just go low with it like you're not that great. You know, like <laughs> you're you were an option. And I went with it, but like, you're not all that. Mm. Mm. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like when people do that, when they be, you know, like she could say, and Chevelle was doing it about him too. Like, I, Mm -hmm. you know, saying little stuff, but Chevelle, he fucked, like, he fucked you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gave him money. You cannot belittle this man because you dealt with him. Exactly. Right. And neither one of them, right? Like, it's the same thing with him. You can't belittle her. Yeah. So, but that was a big part of the argument that they were having. And then he smashes the phone, and out of nowhere, here come the police. Now, now y'all acting like y'all ain't deep. Y'all just was ghetto in the street. Now acting like, oh, the police tripping. Right. I'm like, <laughs> now I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they got there so fast, but I think it's starting to make sense that this Airbnb they've been filming in is not their permanent residence. So you got people that probably mm-hmm. are on the block like... Don't bring that here. shit over here. Thank you. Right, they out here with cameras and carrying on which for the most part typically means that things will only go but so far. Mm-hmm. But no, like you, what? You see an angry black man arguing with the woman and now he's smashing things? Oh, call the cops. Mm-hmm. So then they show up and Chevelle has convinced herself that this is just their argument. It's no big deal. Locks herself in the car. The police and production are trying to talk to her because he broke the phone. So police got called and now you have to deal with it. And she turned the car on like she was going to pull off on him. Mm-hmm. And production had to step in. Yeah. Girl. That's insane. And then you mad. Talking about why he got to go to jail. Ain't nobody going to jail. Well, ma'am, you the one caused all this. Then when the police left, you started back again with the bullshit, loud and being all in his face. And production had to tell her, you do not get to hit him. So she walked about two or three neighborhood blocks to the lo- to the local light, probably where the bus stop is or whatever. Girl. Just essentially in his ear, like, you can leave me, but you're going to hear my wrath and tell yeah. him, you know, I, I loved you. I did everything for you. I, you know... And uh, also kind of pleading her case, right? Like, it was over with Jay because Quaylon was like, you was fucking him back in the day. And she's like, no, I was not. And 
just doing a lot to try to prove herself. And I'm like, listen, if he is convinced that this is it, you need to see the writing on the wall. Because honestly, this was a little bit too easy for him and he was looking for a way out. Mm -hmm. And you gave him one. And so she just walked and yelled in his ear for about three blocks. And then I can't, what did he say to her? Uh, that's when he, he told her again, I made you. That's what he told her. Okay. Me. Yeah. And so then she got physical and they're like, you cannot hit him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I'm like, come on now. Like we seen Destiny getting molly whopping Sean over the head. Okay. But I digress. Um, so then at that point, they separate them and get her walking back towards the house. And that's when she tell us the, the, the famous quote. Right. Ladies, if you're dealing with a man in jail, leave his ass because he just using you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, girl. Took you how many years to figure that out? Right. I'm like, okay, thanks for catching up with the rest of us, Chevelle. Like, exactly. Girl. And I mean, you know, she just ruined this whole scene with her outfit and hair choice. Girl, like what a way to go out, bitch! Like this is the last outfit that we gonna see you in. I, I want her to go get that BBL so bad. <laughs> <laughs> she like get this mic off me. It's like bitch, you in a unitard. Like, Girl, then she said, "Well, I what she say? I'll live with with the camera then or something." She said, "I was like, girl, stop being dramatic, <laughs> right?" Because by the very end, she was getting aggressive with production, and I'm like, girl. Don't be mad at everybody now that you finally have come to your senses or mm-hmm. some shit finally clicked for you because you had no choice. Mm-hmm. Now you want to take it out on everybody else. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> Girl, she cuts up. Girl. Oh, well, like, and then what at the end they were like, um, Quaylon went back to Houston and they're back on speaking terms and he still has a, you know, a rapport or relationship with Myla. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, this was so dumb. Like, you should have honestly been able to move on and not talk to each other anymore. And just let it be what it is. Girl. It's too much. Because it wasn't nothing that was going to be able to get accomplished you know, while he was in Kansas City. And that became very clear. And instead of taking that for what it was, she just bulldozed past all the red flags and went dress shopping. This happened after she spent the day dress shopping. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, her crochets. Yes. But it's like, what did you say? You up here, you taking care of him and your child, two kids. He's not working. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you. he left where he was at least working exactly you every day now you she's get up get up because you gotta babysit my Ela capri like <laughs> right and, and telling us right you want an at-home babysitter a stay-at-home dad like that's the, the thing though she doesn't right because she was like he's not working you know and all of that and again this is stuff we saw coming a mile away chevelle like we told you up front this man is getting out of prison so he's not going to be ready to put a ring on your finger let him get established, let him start working and prove to you that this is going to make sense. And instead, she was just like, nope, this is what I want. I've waited long enough. I'm like, all right. Mm. Goof true. Mm. And then he, girl, he grabbed his things and left. And you notice he grabbed that same brown jacket that he got out of prison with. Mm. I want him to throw that jacket away so bad. I'm so sick of looking at it. 
Yeah, you shouldn't want nothing from the from the jailhouse, honey. Child, and it was it was a very much like um, uh, what was the word they used to use back in the day in English? Like it was a it was very figure figurative or very um, demonstrative of his of his circumstances. Like uh-huh. you just going from pillar to post with this with these few belongings you have from your long ass prison sentence. You didn't do any healing or uh-uh. anything to reintegrate. Like, honestly, he probably could have benefited from a little time in a halfway house or, you know, something before just saying, all right, I'm just going back out into the world after 12 years and I'm just going to figure it out. And I got my girl by my side. Like, that was never realistic. Mm-hmm. I agree. So womp womp, but I'm sure we'll see them on the social media streets at some point. Well, we already did because remember, Myla Capri's page is being run by her daddy in all capital letters. <laughs> oh, gross. Mm-hmm. Well, that's everybody. Um, now, they did give us an update on Miss Lindsay. This is facing what seven to twelve years. Yeah, yeah. Hard well, time. she got caught with a gun in the car. Wasn't it gun or just drugs? I think it was a both. A, both, yeah. So that sounds about right for a somebody who was on federal probation. Yeah, right from the federal bureau of prisons, child. They came and got her, and you know she said, "I'm a criminal." You don't want to mess with us. I'm like, girl, okay, you going back to the big house with that? Mm-hmm. Take her ass on back. And meanwhile, he's still living down there in Mississippi mm. in that same house. You know what, though? He seemed like the type of person that aligns more with Mississippi ideals. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can stay down there. Right. In that house with them dogs. Right. So, we got a short um, sneak peek at the next season. What? I didn't see that! <laughs> <laughs> what happened, girl? <laughs> uh, it was literally like 30 seconds. They did show about four couples or so. Nothing really stood out. These people look a little, you know, I mean. These new people? There's It's new people. It's a new season of Love After Lockup coming. Yeah. When? 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 In, in <laughs> June. June? What else does the wife still do? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dang it. Yep, but new cast um, for Love After Lockup for the most part that I saw. And they look, they all look like they're down in the gutter, but you know, you know how it goes with these folks. Down in the valley where the girls get naked. Come on with it then. Bring on all the gutter shit. <laughs> right. Maybe we'll get lucky and P-Valley will come back before then. Girl, my goodness. It has to because I miss Uncle Clifford, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> Jeez. Right. If it comes back, I'm definitely trying to get down to the pink very quickly. So. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but that has been um this season of Life After Lockup. And uh thanks for all who have tuned in. Thanks for reviewing with me every week. No problems. I've enjoyed reviewing, but I'm glad that the show is over because they just dragged <laughs> it the fuck out. Like <laughs> pissing me off. I don't think they ever drug it out as much as they did this time. 
Not from this life after lockup perspective, they did not. But hopefully, you know, as we can start to get to the other side of COVID, you know, they have fewer restrictions and all that, we can pick up the pace. Understood. Yep, yep, yep. Well, until June then. <laughs> oh, no, we're we going to fast something in between, Tam, and in the meantime. Okay, all right. So we'll find something and we'll be back with that soon. All right. See you guys. All right. Bye. (laughs) Bye. And that's it for another episode. Thanks so much, you guys, for tuning in as we reviewed Life After Lockup. That's all for now. So we'll be looking for something else to review. I know a lot of other shows are wrapping up now as well, but hopefully, like we said, we can get down to the pink again real soon and get down in the valley where the girls get naked. That would be really fun. So keep your fingers crossed. We'll keep ours crossed as well. So until then, guys, remember, I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none, not here to be an expert, just here to have fun. Bye, guys.